Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. It's bright and early on a rainy Sunday morning. I woke up to the rain uh, kind of hitting the window in the bedroom. It was really so pretty. What a wonderful sound. We are in spring. And even though it's not April yet, I think we're getting the April showers a little early. Uh, what do April showers bring? Uh, May flowers. And what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. <laughs> Very old joke. Anyway, I'm broadcasting today here from the bright red desk in a, in a nice rainy morning. Uh, this is the podcast for March 282021. Uh, we have a full moon today, uh, bright and sunny at 248. Of course, it's rainy here, so uh, 248. Um, and of course, as you know, there's a lot of Neptune in the sky, so we're watching, uh, and Mars, of course, in Gemini hit the north node so that's the hurricane not the hurricanes the tornadoes that are cutting through the southern part of our country those big storm systems right because neptune is aspecting the nodes and mars and gemini uh kind of unexpected things and when you watch a, a tornado go through a neighborhood like this house is gone the house next door is standing Always, I always find those images very fascinating and really stunning, frankly, and tragic, obviously, for the people who lose their homes. But I think of them as a very capricious kind of energy. And, uh, of course, Venus and the sun are both in Aries. And, um, you know, so it's like the house is gone, you know. And then the house next door is perfectly fine. Uh, so that energy of sudden unexpected changes um, this week that we had, and we have it again, we had it last week, we have it again this week coming up. Um, and I, there were a few things, you know, a friend of mine's uh, father dropped dead of a sudden massive stroke. Um, a few people left, you know, Facebook, a lot of animals left. Uh, so it's an interesting time, you know, we're really shifting into new starts. And then also, you know, Facebook is my local barometer of what's going on. A lot of people moved, a lot of people signed leases, a lot of people changed direction. I got approved for my mortgage. Um, so I'm going to be buying a condominium for the first time in my life at age 66. Let's get a little nervous here, right? So... Uh, yeah, I have commitment issues in my chart, totally. <laughs> so this whole mortgage thing has been a, like really bad dating is the way I've been in now, making the analogy. And I actually said it to one of the women I was working with, and she goes, well, you know, if you want to move to Minnesota, I'll introduce you to my father. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I might move to Minnesota and take her up on it. But the energy of this time is so changeable, chose quick. And this week we're going to have more quick, quick change, change. Uh, Mars did hit the node, and Venus and the Sun met on Friday, and they, that's when I got approved. And it is, uh, it's a new beginning. It's a new eight-year cycle. Remember when the Venus and the Sun meet up, they start a new eight-year cycle wherever they meet. So they met up at six uh, Aries. So that's in my house of money. <laughs> so I'm starting at least a new eight-year cycle of more money going out than coming in, which is good, which is good, you know, or more money going out, which means I have to make the money coming in go up. But, yeah, it's understanding that this is a time of change, and then the Mars hit the North Node and said, forward you go. So we were watching, you know, I've been watching that North Node to see what's going to happen with Governor Cuomo, and I thought, you know, he might go on that. But, no, who left? Sharon Osbourne. That was when they announced that she was leaving the talk, which you kind of knew it was building up. You could see it coming. 
Um, but that, you know, that actual announcement happened on Friday. So kind of watch how your life shifted and announcements happened. Now, the full moon that we're having right now is with um, the Sun and Venus and Chiron joined really tightly, and they're all opposite the moon in Libra. So that takes us back to the end of um, uh, the end of September in 2019 and to the end of June in 2020 when these uh, aspects were, at the end of May, rather, in 2020. No, the end of June. Sorry, that's correct. The end of June. So back then, there was the new moon in Libra at 7, and then there was the opening square at the end of June, and then there was the uh, full moon now. Now, this is a full moon in cardinal signs. So it's a very active moon. Got a lot of stuff going on in it. And we also have the moon and the sun um, in aspect to Cassandra. So you want to hear what prophecies you hear or what announcements you hear or what news you hear because Cassandra is speaking under this full moon. And, of course, the moon is cast for the East Coast. It's in 3 and 9. So it's Cassandra and also Chiron's involved. So we're going to hear about a wounding or uh, something that's wounded, and we're going to hear a prophecy. And remember, Cassandra always got bad press, you know, because she's the one in the Trojan War, um, who, when they brought the horse in, she said, you know, you guys have been fighting with these guys for 10 years. You think they're giving you a present? And they just left. (laughs) Um, And, of course, you know, there were little soldiers in there. They came out, they opened the gate, and then the war was over, right, if the city fell. So you want to watch where you're making prophecies. You also want to watch where prophecies are being made and you're hearing them because these energies are uh, very strong. And this full moon is a communication moon, you know, because the node, Mars is right up there next to the north node in Gemini. And there's a lot of energy of seeing things or understanding things that you perhaps hadn't understood before. So it's an important thing. You know, the other day I was reading someone and she had Cassandra on her Saturn, right? And we were talking about it, and she she said, I've always said, you know, my job is to prophecy in Saturn. Nobody listens to me, you know? And I'm like, okay, totally. So when we see Cassandra so active, I'm always really interested to hear what people say or the predictions they make, because a lot of times they have a, mom- they have a, a long-lasting truth that kind of flows over time and space. So you want to kind of watch for that this week. It is a turbulent week for a couple of reasons. Mercury is in the last degrees of the last sign of the zodiac. So he is zipping along. He goes into Aries next week uh, on the 3rd. And when he enters Aries, of course, he joins his friends, uh, Venus and the sun already there. But you know what it was like the week that Venus and the Sun were in the last degrees of Pisces. A lot of endings, a lot of endings. So this week, Mercury, a lot of endings. Now, Mercury does rule animals. That's one of his big jobs. And one of the things, you know, I was talking to a client earlier this week, and we were talking about her pet passing. Um, And I said, you know, a lot of times when you change your home or your job or a major chapter of your life, the pets leave. Because there are sixth house, I mean, some of, for some people, they're fifth house, which is their children. But for all of us, there are sixth house also. And they're part of our daily routines. And I know here, when Max passed last fall, 
you know, our house changed because the even though I didn't leave um, and Remo didn't leave and my job stayed the same, the routines and rituals changed. And, you know, I learned, I've learned, Max ate all the food. <laughs> Remo, he's like a kibble guy. He likes to cereal. He's a guy. He's an Aries with a Scorpio moon. He likes his kibble. It's like he has, you know, cereal every day. I mean, occasionally he likes the wet food, but he doesn't really eat the wet food very much. And most of it he doesn't like. So I know when I reorder wet food again, I'm going to order the stuff. I've been paying attention to what he eats and what he doesn't eat. So there's a shift and a change when you have, when your life changes, your pet changes, right? There's a a shift. And I see it time and time again. And sometimes, you know, it isn't the pet that goes, but it's a part of your daily routine. So in in one case, um, you know, you, you, you go every day to do something and the person in the store shifts. You know, it's part of your daily routine changes or the store you go to all the time changes, right? So you, but you're, you're going to notice as you change your life. And I, I kind of consider it the biggest barometer there is. Um, and a lot of times I, I had a client a while back who moved, was signing on building a house in Atlanta and when she signed the contract the dog died and the dog was tied to when she and her husband met and he was their dog and then they'd had their kids and he was the family dog but now they were uprooting from New York and heading back to Atlanta where she's from and the dog passed right because he his job here was finished and he said okay now you're starting a new chapter so I'm not going to go with you on that chapter but I'm going to um, I'm going to wave goodbye and head off across the rainbow bridge so your job with this this week with Mercury it's news Mercury of course is is also young people Uh, hopefully nobody you know nobody that we know has leaves but there's a lot of changing a lot of changing energy as Mercury shifts and of course, um, we're we're working with we're working with this energy as you know the idea is you look at it and you figure out what's going on, but you may get some news of le- of departure or loss or people leaving because when the planets are at those last degrees, there's a there's a message of saying okay we're done we're leaving we're, this is this chapter's finished new chapter beginning, and unfortunately sometimes that means people actually leaving our lives. It also is a great week to break up with people <laughs> because you might go, okay, so this hasn't really been working for me. I'm I'm going to leave now, you know, and um, that's okay too. That's part of, you know, when we release a person, we release their energy, and then it creates space for new energy. A lot of times when I'm talking to clients and they're, you know, involved with someone, it's not really going anywhere, but they're not really sure, you know, one of those. I'm like, well, you know, their car is parked in your garage, uh, and, you know, as long as their car's in your garage, there isn't room for anybody else to pull in. Um, and maybe you want to kind of clear the garage, clear the driveway, you know, and get them, you know, to go somewhere else. Um, and so you have room for the new to come in. And you know how this is. You clean out a drawer, right? You clean a drawer out, you throw away a bunch of stuff. And what do you know? Like a week later, it's got stuff back in it. So this is that energy. It's this very spring cleaning, fresh re- refreshing rain here in New York. New York always smells so much better after a rain. And an energy of new starts. Spring, Sun and Venus, and then when Mercury gets in there. Now, when Mercury goes from Pisces to Aries, he gets very assertive. He gets very direct and precise and and sharp in his communication. And remember, 
All the Aries planets are still answering to Mars and Gemini. So I've had a few people say to me, is Mercury retrograde? And I'm like, nope, Mercury's not retrograde, but Mars is in Gemini. (laughs) And you have to do everything twice, you know. And that's okay, too. That's just, no, I did it once. Did I do it twice yet? That's until Mars gets out of Gemini, which is a few more weeks. But if you find yourself doing it and then doing it again, that's the Gemini Mars. Because he's like, do it again. And, of course, he's going to be ruling the sun, Venus, and Mercury. He also is ruling Chiron in the sky. So he's like, you have to do it again. Don't even question. Just do it. You know, don't think you did anything wrong. You just have to do it. You mail it in again. You do it part two. You do it, do it over. And even though it's not a Mercury retrograde, you've got to do everything two times. That's the kind of story it is. One of the places I order food from put up their web a new website and I went to order and the, the submit the order button didn't work <laughs> you know and I did it and I thought oh, maybe I'm having a little you know whatever and then you know the next day I went to do it and I did the submit the order button and again it didn't work and I thought all right clearly they have a broken website <laughs> so I called and I said hey you know I'm trying to order from your new website you know it's not really working and he goes I know I know it's not working we can't get it to work and I'm like oh okay so we've lost all this business I'm like yeah you probably have because it's been down at least two days and I didn't call until the end of the second time I didn't work so everything twice just double check it check your links if you're look look loading things up everything's got to be one part two part and and a lot of times stuff will fall off because it is mercury and pisces you won't see it and that that's the energy also of the week opportunity for really screwed up communications and enormous enormous emotion because mercury is at the last degree of the last sign of the zodiac after the very hard year that we have gone we've all gone through with the covid uh, virus so that's that's the energy, one of the big energies. The other thing that's going to happen this week is Venus and the moon, because they now just met up to start a new eight-year cycle about love and money. They're going to have a sextile to Saturn. Uh, he's in Aquarius. Remember, the heavens are still all reporting into Saturn, right? He's the boss. Um, of the, Everybody kind of, Saturn saying, okay, yes, yes, no, no, maybe wait, go, whatever. He's in charge. But Venus and the sun have a big sextile to Saturn this this week which is um, what we call an opening sextile. So they're going to say, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go forward. Back when they met on uh, Saturn and when they were in Aquarius, uh, they kind of initiated a story in February, and now they say, okay, let's go make something of this. Let's do it. So there's a forward motion with the the fire planets kind of inviting us to go forward and kind of encouraging us. They also have an aspect with the nodes of fate. Um, so Venus and the Sun are both meeting up with the nodes of fate. Remember, the, um, they're trining the south node in Sag, and they're sextiling the north node in Gemini. And so they're encouraging us to go forward and kind of begin a new story. So there's a lot of energy with the forward motion, even as there's the leaving behind of the re- releasing of energy. Um, so those are kind of the big themes. Uh, we'll talk a little bit in more depth about them. But when we look at this energy, we go, oh, okay, we're ready, we're ready. We also have um, Venus sextiling Mars this week. Mars, of course, is in Gemini. So Venus is going to work with him collaboratively to help get things up and going. And then she, uh, we also have a lot of changes in the home energy that are going to take place because the home and hearth energy are active. 
Uh, so people are signing mortgages, people are, me, people are signing apartment rents, people are signing up for, okay, I think I'm going to go there. I think I'm going to move here. I think I'm making this commitment. So it's a big week for that kind of energy with a little trepidation. Remember the North Nodes in Gemini? So you might feel, you know, I don't know, should I do it? Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Hmm, that energy is all kind of part and parcel of this this lovely energy that we're having this week. And it is spring. So we want to kind of watch for that spring in your step, that sense of going forward. I've also had a lot of people talking about really doing deep emotional processing, really feeling like they're going in and they're really very, but in a gentle way. It's not like killer emotional processing. It's like, oh, that feels, I have to let that go. And and I can feel it's kind of done. Like the energy in it is just not there anymore. I can feel that like it's shifting away. And the answer is, yes, it is. It's shifting away into a new space. And so we we begin this next chapter. But if you do find yourself bursting into tears or feeling very emotional, remember Mercury is in Pisces, you know, and he he is finishing up this journey. And he's carrying a lot of stuff with him because he's moving into Aries, but he's saying goodbye to a lot of things and marking transition times, change times, shift times in our lives. So this is a interesting week ahead, um, uh, probably a little emotionally turbulent, but not necessarily in a bad way. In a way of okay, okay, I get it. I'm ready for I'm ready for that chapter to kind of gently float away. The imagery I got when I was thinking about the aspects this week is you know how like you're you're sitting there at the edge of um, the beach or like a lake, and you see a cup, and the waves are coming and they're 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 hitting the cup. And the cup is kind of wobbling. And it's like deciding, am I going to go out to sea or am I going to stay on the beach? And the wave hits it and the cup wiggles and the wave hits it and the cup wiggles. And then a boat goes by and there's a big wave and then the cup the cup heads out to water, right? Or, the, you know, sunset comes and the waves stop because the water always seems to stop when the uh, telegans spend a lot of time by water, Right. What, the waves always seem to stop when the sun sets. And then the cup seems to get a little more stable, kind of sitting on the sand. So kind of think of that as the imagery this week. You know, that, that energy of maybe I'm going to go, maybe I'm going to stay, maybe I'm going to go, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of deciding how to, how to do this. Right? So we also have the moon pulling away. You know, the last few weeks, last week or so, he's been hanging out. He's been going through the section where all the planets are. And now he's pulling away, and he's heading off to be on the other side, which, of course, makes the moon feel like he stands alone because we still have this bundle of planets all clumped in one section. So as the moon pulls away, uh, today he's in, he went into Libra. Uh, this morning around 1.22 a.m., we have the full moon at 2.48. Um, and then he goes void tomorrow night at 8.08 p.m., moon square Pluto, where he, he kind of does a... Uh, a square, hard aspect, you know, emotional, a little sensitive. Then he goes into Scorpio bright and early on the 30th. And the 31st, he's in Scorpio, and he goes void at 8.29 p.m. Moon in Scorpio, sextile Pluto in Capricorn. Closing aspect, good, uh, but also intense, right? So moon in Scorpio, sextiling Pluto, and this is a... Um, 
a, a sextile that is a lot it, it brings a lot of emotion in for sure but remember it's a closing sextile it's coming moon is going next going to go to capricorn where he joins the sun so as he's in a closing phase to the pluto which is kind of a resolution phase or it, okay we're ready to go forward so the moon goes void uh 8:29 p.m. on the 31st and then he goes into um he goes into Aries on the uh, April Fool's Day. Um, on the 1st at 1.59 a.m., he's in Aries the first Thursday. On Friday, Good Friday the 2nd, and he goes void at 1.24 a.m. on the 3rd. And he goes void moon square Mercury. He goes void with a square to Mercury. And remember, moon's in Sag, Mercury's in Pisces. So that's right before Mercury goes into Pisces. That's also when Passover ends, and that's also Easter Vigil night. Uh, he goes void, and then he goes into Capricorn at 4.13 a.m. on the th- Saturday the 3rd. And on Sunday the 3rd, he's in Capricorn. And on Monday the 5th, he goes void at 3.05 a.m. with a conjunction to Pluto. And he's um, coming back in for a landing uh, with Capricorn. He's coming back in to go through the COVID planet. So he- this whole week... He's having. He's far away from them. He's opposite in the opposite part of the sky, right? And then when he hits Capricorn, he then is going to roll through Capricorn, Aquarius, and and, Nep- and Pisces, where all the planets are hanging out. So right now, Moon's kind of working by himself. He's out there feeling a little, a little tenuous, you know, not not necessarily the biggest fan of this energy where I'm feeling like ah, I'm on my own. I have to do this by myself. How am I doing? And you know, the aspects are. With the Libra moon, they're um, they're like, what's the deal with my relationships, my partnerships? How are they going? The Scorpio moon is intense and passionate, but also culminating. And then the Sag moon is frisky, but, of course, it squares Mercury and Pisces at the last day. So, you know, moon and Sag people or Sag people often say things where you go... Well, that was a little, that was that kind of hurt my feelings. And then Moon goes into Capricorn where he meets up with Pluto, and then he's now back on the side with all the planets. So just kind of watch the energy as we roll with it this week. Um, the sun this week goes from Aries, 8 Aries, to uh, 14, 15 Aries, 14 and a half. Um, he has um, got a few aspects that are helpful. He has a couple aspects that are a little emotionally wow uh, he has contra parallels to Neptune and to Mercury on the 31st. So that can be a particularly emotional day. But then he ends the day with a, um, a sun sextile to Saturn. Uh, so that's a nice, solid, reliable, dependable aspect. And then he hits the nodes of fate on April 1st, saying, okay, this is the next chapter beginning. Um, so that's helpful in terms of working. Might be a little bit of emotional overwhelm on the 31st, but that's okay. That kind of gives you that feel of, all right, how are we doing this? Uh, Mercury this week runs from 21 Pisces into 1 Aries. So he's whipping through the, the degrees in your chart, 21 through. And he is stimulating, because he's in Pisces, he's stimulating all the emotional stuff from last year. Right, because he's in that back half, he's in water. He's going to make you a little melancholy for things gone by, or for things that that you left last year. Um, so you may find yourself a little emotional, and that's part of you know processing and releasing. 
stuff. He hits Neptune on the 29th, so he has kind of an emotional aha moment. And then he partners on the 31st in a new way. And then there's a forward motion with him because he parallels Neptune. So there's a lot of energy around dreams because Mercury and Neptune are traveling together, right? So he meets up with Neptune by conjunction on the 29th, but then on the 31st, he meets up by declination. So this is a lot about thinking about what your dreams are. So when I got up this morning and was making my coffee, I do this thing every year, you know, on my birthday, which is my GASPA. It's called my goals, objectives, strategy, plans, and activities. And I always list what my goals are for the year, you know, what I'm going to do with my astrology practice, what what I'm going to do in my life. And then I have this long page, this long list of goals. And on that thing has been a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment overlooking the water. (laughs) So this week, I was thinking about it. I'm going to be able to cross that off my gospel list. And I'm like, wow, okay. I met one of my big long-term goals, right? And, uh, yeah, so it's it's a week of making your dreams happen. And then when they happen, then you're kind of like, okay, that dream happened. Now, Now what? What's the next dream? You know, what's, what's the, what, well, enjoy the dream you made. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a Virgo. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to cross it off my gospel list. What's the next dream? What's the next dream? Uh, you know, the next thing on the list, right? So it's an interesting week because it is, it is a reflective week in terms of looking at stuff. So Mercury, watch him to be very emotional. Uh, and also, you know, kind of going, well, I'm, that dream happened. Or because he does have a contra-parallel to Venus, that dream is done. Right? He's like, well, I don't know that we're going to do that dream this lifetime. Or maybe not with this person. Maybe we can keep the dream, but maybe this person is not the one we're going to do it with. Because Mercury and Venus are having a little fight. And so there's a realization that maybe there's a shift in the dream structure. Mercury also um, is sextile to Pluto. Uh, and, and that is, a, you know, kind of a powering energy. Of course, it's an opening sextile, so he's working for creating stuff and then of course he goes into Aries April 3rd at 11:41 p.m. at night east coast time and he has an energy then he gets a little sharp tongue cuz right after that he connects into uh, Aries and so he might be a little bit like oh you know now what now what now that this has happened now what um Venus this week is running from 8 Aries to uh, 19 areas, so she's moving pretty quick. She's going to zip ahead from the sun, but she is going to mimic the sun. She's going to have the aspects actually before him. So while he had the aspect to the node of fate on April 1st, she has the aspects to the node of of fates on March 31st. And she is sextile to Saturn on March 30th, where the sun was sextile to Saturn on March 31st. So the two of them, they met up last week, and now Venus is whipping ahead, and she says, okay, son, I'm now an evening star. Let me go get this for you. And there's a forward motion with Venus that says, we're on this. I'm on this. Um, And as she hits the Saturn and she hits the nodes, she kind of moves quickly and says, yeah, we're doing it. Now, remember, both she and the sun are answering to Gemini, Mars, so you may have to do it two times. You know, don't take it personally if it happens twice, because that's that Mars and Gemini ruling everything, ruling the, ruling the Scorpio planets and the Aries planets. And if you have those planets in your chart, Mars and Gemini is going to make those planets have to do things twice. 
Then Venus zips along, and she does, she's ahead, now she's ahead of the sun. So these are going to be aspects the sun's going to have next week. So she um, is uh, parallel to Athena, and then she has a contraparallel to Neptune, so she sees her dreams clearly. Remember, Mercury and um, Athena are kind of hanging out with him, and now Venus is looking at Neptune with clear eyes. Uh, so that's kind of a moment, an aha moment. And then Venus is joined to Ceres on April 3rd, which is, okay, I'm going to create a new nurturing, a new way of working. And then she has that lovely sextile to Mars. She's in Aries. He's in Gemini. You know, they when they get together, the two of them really can get stuff moving. Jupiter this week, 23-24 Aquarius. So you want to look at where he is. And he's partnering and creating new partnerships and new relationships on April 4th. He also has a contra-parallel to Taurus on April 4th. So there's some energy about structuring and restructuring and letting things go. Part of the of Jupiter, this, 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 because he's an Aquarius, he's contra-parallel to Uranus and Taurus. And he says, we're changing things, we're giving a new direction. And he's also a little cranky crabby on the 4th because he has a sextile to um, Eris. Uh, Uranus this week changes, changes, trying to the Vesta, changes around home and hearth. And then he also has a sextile to Athena on April 6th. He's basically at 8 and early 9, Taurus. Um, he has a sextile to Athena. Make a practical plan, a practical plan for how you're going to change things. And then Neptune is contra-parallel uh, Athena on April 5th, which is, okay, this was my plan, and now this is reality it's it's an interesting week because some parts of it are you know dream based some parts of it are reality based and you might have a little trouble telling the difference between the two but once mercury gets into aries next weekend uh it'll be a little clearer and then you know forward we go as as tony kushner famously says in angels in america the world spins forward we're spinning forward this week it'll be fun you'll have a good time um, and the changes that are happening are changes that indicate indicate that the karma is completed and you have finished that. You can cross that off your list, like I'm going to cross it off my goals and objectives list. Um, you know, it was a 29-year list, and it's been been achieved. And I wrote it on there. Well, I wrote it on there in 2000, so now it's done. So forward we go, wishing all of you, all of you, all of you, wonderful, wonderful week. Uh, as we get ready for the new life that's arriving and the new life that we're structuring all this year. Remember, you don't have to have it figured out. You just have to know you're moving forward. And remember that little cup kind of deciding, am I going to stay on the land? Am I going to go in the water? Am I going to stay on the land? You know, if he goes into the water, he's going to float. He'll be okay. But maybe he wants to stay on the land. That's the energy. Take care. Have a great week. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Bye-bye.